Welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast, a monthly opportunity to meet and connect with Fairfax County leaders, to learn about the latest county news and information, and hear more on specific Fairfax County programs and services. Now here's your host, Jim Person, with this month's guest. Well, hello, and welcome to Connect with County Leaders. On this month's show, the March 2020 episode, we're joined by Fairfax County Executive Brian Hill, and we're going to talk about the county budget. Mr. Hill presented his proposed fiscal year 2021 budget, also called the Advertise Budget, to the Board of Supervisors on February 25th. And of course, we're going to talk about what was proposed, as well as the strategic plan, which was incorporated into his budget presentation. So, Mr. Hill, welcome back to the podcast. Good afternoon, good morning, and whenever you're listening to this podcast, hi. <laughs> you feeling better? I know during your budget presentation you were a little little under the weather. No, sir. Still still there. You can't, you can't <laughs> shake it. It's been weeks. Yeah, it's, you tell, it's you called, you the, it's you don't called know, the McKay right? virus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, actually, I spoke to the chairman um, before this podcast, and it seems like somebody in this room has given him the um, the cough, so he is not feeling well today. Mm. That we're taping, so it's it's he's he's giving me a what for on the on the oh, text okay. messaging. Yeah, I thought you were gonna throw me under the bus. No, there, so I'm I, just <laughs> hoping he's feeling better and he's not good and he doesn't have what I have. I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's hope you feel better soon. Uh, February uh, 25th was the day you presented your proposed or advertised budget, as it's called, to the Board of Supervisors. If you could explain to me and our listeners a little bit what that means, proposed or advertised budget versus the the budget that's actually adopted or, you know, what what is the real – I don't want to use – not the word real, but what is the the budget that goes forward that everybody follows? You mean the real budget? Yeah. yeah okay. okay. <laughs> well, you know, um, as a county executive of Fairfax County, um, I am tasked with providing a board a starting point. And I've listened and the team has listened to – uh, the board priorities throughout the year, and then we figure out, one, how much of it we can absolutely afford within our base, mm -hmm. and if we have to go outside of our base, we'll add, it will take us X amount to do it all. So I basically give them a budget that has all the ingredients to make the meal. Mm -hmm. The question is, what are we going to pull out of those ingredients that we can still make our meal. Mm. And that's a that's pretty a simplistic way of, of saying it. So I presented the budget with a, a opportunities for affordable housing, opportunities for the environment, opportunities for early childhood, fully compensated compensated the schools, fully comp, full compensation for um, staff. That was the menu uh, albeit the a la carte that I provided mm -hmm. to the Board of Supervisors. Over the next 40, 45 to 60 days, they will then take that menu, and if the menu says you get to pick three out of the seven choices, they got to figure out what choices that they want to pick and move forward with. And if they want to raise the taxes to incorporate a little bit more, they have to figure out what the tax rate's going to be. That's the next step in our process is the advertised rate. And then once we have the advertised rate, we then start whittling down to see what we can do within the budget 
for uh, May adoption. Mm-hmm. So this starting point that you said that you provided the, the Board of Supervisors in, on February 25th uh, included a real estate tax rate increase of $0.03 cents from $1.15 to $1.18 per $100 of assessed value. Is that where you were listening to staff, listening to the board, everything the, the board wanted, those kind of things are included? And then, as you said, they have to make the decision if beyond a pain point, if you will, of, of, of that much money? Oh, that's, a good, that's a good way to summarize where we are right now. Um, obviously, it's painful for, for a county executive ever to propose increasing the rate. Mm. Um, I am looking at the things... Uh, that our board has stated that are very important to the community. Again, schools, affordable housing, environment, those are things, early childhood, those are things that are very important to this board of supervisors. So trying to put the pieces in place to ensure that those important things are within the budget, Uh the constructs within the budget, is where we are today. Uh Now we'll go through the hard work of saying if it's not three, what number is it? Or if it's not the advertised rate, the advertised rate minus X, whatever Mm -hmm. the advertised rate, Mm -hmm. what is it going to be? And what are we going to do? What are we going to prioritize? And that's part of why we're starting with the strategic plan. Okay. I want to get to the strategic plan in a little bit, but I want to – we'll stick on the budget here first. I'm thinking media, you know, would would say the highlight of this proposed budget – is the three cent tax hike? What would County Executive Brian Hill say is the highlight of this proposed budget? Fully funding schools, compensation for staff, dealing with our environment, early childhood development, affordable housing. To me, those are services that we have not. We have been unable to fund appropriately over time. Uh We're still catching up with a lot of things. When you look at the schools, I believe even if they got $60 million this year, they still would be below the 2009 levels that the state provided them for education. Guess who made up the Delta? (laughs) Fairfax County Uh and every other school district within... um, the Commonwealth of Virginia. You mm-hmm. know, when I came from my old loco- my my old location, our LCI was not something um, that allowed us to ask the state for more money, mm-hmm. because that 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 algorithm allows for the jurisdictions that are supposedly um, wealthy, <laughs> supposedly wealthy, right. get less funding from the state. So we're at 2008 levels right now. Mm. This year might push us up to 2009. Mind you, that's 11 years ago. I'm not good with you, math, you, but I caught You that and out. I did not look like we did. Right. We, we, we look a lot better than we did 11 years ago, but we, we, we were in a better place 11 years ago because we were 11 years younger, of, of course. I, I saw you walk down those stairs today. That's why I'm saying this. Yeah. Only because you made me. I didn't make you. I, I, I kind of asked you, I'm going to take the stairs. And I joined you. I appreciate that for making me be healthy. Hey, uh, your, your budget presentation also included um, another tax, 
the admissions tax, yes. I think it's called, and it was like, what, 4%, I think was the number. But first, what is an admissions tax? So if you come to a movie or an event at, say, George Mason, there's a 4% added to the ticket price. Hmm. That 4% is added to the ticket price, and the tax comes back to the county where we would be able to predominantly fund like Art Fairfax, Mm -hmm. Visit Fairfax, Symphony Orchestra. We have a contributory fund that that we would use as opposed to our general fund. That tax at 4% also will allow us to increase and enhance our library hours. So we're looking at certain things. Now, I have a very good friend who went to Alfred University, and he owns a movie theater. And he's already called me and said, lunch is going to be painful the next time we have lunch because his movie theater potentially would get a 4% charge on top of his ticket price. Right. So I'm going to obviously take him up for lunch. I'm going to buy lunch for him. I am. He eats a lot, but I'm going to buy lunch for him. Marco Mera. Um, and I will explain to him what we're trying to do because we want to bolster the arts tourism industry within Fairfax County. Right. Similarly, we want to also look for opportunities for sports tourism, which potentially could get a certain emission tax depending on the event. So we're really trying to draw some revenue because, you know, we're in Dillon Rule State. I have property tax, and I have emissions tax. Those are the two, basically, component pieces okay. I have that allow us to bring revenue into the county for the use of what we're doing, affordable housing, schools. We need some diversification in our ability to bring in revenue. And I'm hopeful that with this General Assembly, at some point, we'll get equal taxing authority, then we can probably do some other things. We can probably balance off our our property tax versus the other regressive taxes mm-hmm. that we could we could implement where uh, more more individuals are being taxed on certain things and less of our residents are being taxed on certain things. Right. So it's it's a it's a game that we have to play because we're a Dillon Rule state. So you're saying Fairfax County right now can only tax property tax? And this admissions tax, if it's approved, and and who approves that? The board of supervisors have the ability to approve admissions tax, and obviously, if I raise three three pennies, the board of supervisors have the ability to raise the three pennies, which would be on our property values. We don't have many options, right? Some would argue that Fairfax County is very diverse, and there's a lot of the population that can't afford a tax on going to a movie or an entertainment event, while others would argue some figures show it's the second wealthiest county you know, per median income base in, in, in the country, so 4% of going to an entertainment event, yeah. okay, well, you know, no big deal. Where, how, do you, how do you address those two sides? You know, I think both sides are accurate. I, I don't know how to address those sides, mm-hmm. but I know one thing. For us to continue being in a place that everybody wants to come and visit, live, work, and play, we have to do things to allow us to continually be 
Fairfax County. If I'm unable to raise enough revenue to provide the services in Fairfax County, then the services are diminished. Fairfax County is going to look different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I feel bad for the employee who works in Fairfax and gets a tax increase because they feel as though they're getting taxed and they work here. So they're they're and if they get a pay increase, their pay increase is getting eaten up by the tax, which right. is not really true. Right. But a portion of it is. But then I look at the schools that we have, and I look at the infrastructure we have, I have to look at the programs that we have. We're doing pretty good with what we give our residents and that the residents use what we have, the services that we have. We're pretty good. We we are very good in provisioning services that incorporate all. And I, I really want to stress that point. It is, it is absolutely amazing how many services that we provide the residents of this county. Mm-hmm. There is a cost for that. Right. So I was, uh, it's kind of where I was going. I was going to ask that. So your proposed budget, why not just propose no tax increase with what we can provide at that rate? Is it because you want to give the board options? Or I don't know how else to ask that question. Instead of proposing a tax rate increase, why not just say we're going to live within our means of what we've got and this is what we can do? You know, that's a fascinating way of putting this. And I will say this. We have board priorities, and I'm looking at the board priorities, and those priorities are not free priorities. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're putting in about $27 million of additional money into affordable housing. So then I say $27 million for additional for affordable housing. Tell me what I will take away to make it a net gain of zero. Every time and every year we provision a service, the service does get more expensive the next year. Right. I mean, that's just how economics and capitalism work. So I'm looking at the cough drops that were provided to me. I remember when that was 25 cents for a pack of six. Now it's like $3 for a pack of six. So over time, things start to creep up in cost. My my opportunity with the strategic plan is to see what's prioritized. And when we get to that line, I can say it's going to cost us this, or you can take this and replace it with that. Pull that out. We're not doing that anymore. So I'm giving the board options into the future budget how they can start playing with the puzzle pieces mm-hmm. as opposed to the way we're doing budgeting now. Okay. I, I want to continue the budget conversation, but since, since you brought up strategic plan, we'll, we'll go there because in your uh, presentation to the board last month, you started off talking about the budget and then it transitioned to strategic plan then back into the proposed budget. We've talked about this before here on the podcast, but just catch me up and and new listeners, the strategic plan and how it's working in relationship to this budget. Well, if anybody wants to know how the strategic plan is working, I suggest that everybody go on the website, go on our website and type in strategic plan, and you'll see nine priority areas that are outlined Throughout the document, those nine priority areas are looking at seven investment or seven elements 
seven elements that create the synergy between those nine priority areas. What we have done on this budget is that we've outlined the nine priority areas and placed the dollar amounts that are increasing within those nine priority areas so the board knows how it ties back into the strategic plan with the priorities. Again, next budget year, fiscal 22, I get to have an, a puzzle piece and say, all right, we got $5 million for this, and you want to spend seven, or if you want to spend three, $2 million either has to be added or reduced, or $2 million needs to be added or reduced on this side to right. make it happen. Right. Because I, I thoroughly believe that if we can prioritize where and how we're moving forward, we're going to be in a better place. And that will then turn into making decisions with, uh, with, with equity, with an equity lens that allows us to help promote our one, for, one Fairfax model that Carla Bruce has been going out to every department to talk about. When you make a decision, focus in on the equity, access and op opportunity lens for all. So that's the types of things we're trying to do. We're trying to make this into a not a siloed thinking hmm. government, but a cross-pollinated thinking government. So when we make a decision in Channel 16, how does it affect OPA? And OPA, how would you push it out to economic development? It has to be in that cycle because if we don't know what the other hand is doing, actually, I use a quip in the budget presentation. Um, we're all rowing fast, but are we rowing in the same direction? Mm. And I need to get everybody rowing fast in the same direction, or at least <laughs> rowing in the same right, direction. Right. And that's where we're that's where we're headed. Okay. I'm I'm interested. Nine priority areas. Um, does that mean they're all equal? I mean, it, it, from my first blush, it doesn't seem that nine priorities could all be equal. It all depends on what we're doing under the priority areas. You know, when you have cultural and recreational opportunities and we have six board members and wanting to promote cultural and recreational opportunities or access to culture and recreational opportunities, which is the one Fairfax access and equity, hmm. it depends on where we are and what we have in front of us. Um, again, we have nine of them. Empowerment and support for residents facing vulnerability. Do I think that's a high, a high stake? Yes, because we have homelessness and affordable housing. You heard that mm -hmm. from the board. Life, lifelong education and learning. We're looking at early childhood, zero to four. But the lifelong is from 16 to 24. That's very important for this board because we want to make sure that we can uplift the, the community and the young people that are mm -hmm. either zero to four or 16 to 24 and beyond. Mm -hmm. You look at economic opportunity. No matter what happens, we have to bring business in. Right. Our commercial base needs to raise needs to rise up to a fact that we can continue to promote places like Reston and Tyson's and hopefully the Route 1 corridor with all the things going on there with the bus, bus rapid transit. Health and environment. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm getting older. I want to make sure I'm pretty good taken right. care of. And our environment is something that we're really looking forward to, to promoting infrastructure change. And Supervisor Stork is now the... Uh, chair of the environmental committee and he's right. pushing forward mobility and transportation people wonder why or how we get around fairfax county rachel flynn is working on trying to make 
place with Tom Pashadney and in our Department of Transportation. We're trying to make place, place making, really interesting, and in how it all fits into what, what does that mean exactly? Livable, workable, walkable community. Mm, okay. How do we reduce the amount of traffic? How do we allow traffic to move more freely mm. without having traffic jams? <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, you know. <laughs> Obviously, I'm always about effective and efficient government because I do not think that what we did 20 years ago is great, but are we going to be doing it today and expecting the same result? It's impossible. Right. So how do we make it effective and efficient? Housing and neighborhood livability, we, we talked about affordable housing. And then safety and security, the one thing every community asks, how safe are you? Mm-hmm. Fairfax County is one of the safest counties in the United States of America. Right. And that's the kind of layout that I want right. our team to start thinking about. I want the police to understand what a cultural and recreational opportunity means and how that breeds safety throughout the county. Because we have things to do, it's less time for you to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right. Take that example. How, how do they think about that and how do they accomplish that? Well, Greg Freed is um, – um, I believe Greg Freed is a captain at Franconia. And he was mobility and transportation. Okay. He was not on safety and security. Okay. Intentionally? Intentionally because okay. everybody that I had as a, as a lead – was outside of their was outside of their area. Hmm. See, this was a succession management plan as well. I wanted to see if we could put people, for instance, Lloyd Tucker, who is, who was in cultural and recreational. He works for NCS, Neighborhood and Community Services. Thank you very much. You didn't do that with the chairman, so I'm trying to figure out why you're doing that now. <laughs> but it's okay. We'll talk to you. And I had lifelong education and learning. I had Carla Hardy, okay, who was with JDRS. C, sorry, JDRC. Go ahead. Judicial? Come on. I'm going to let you do it. I'm not saying a word. (laughs) You don't have to tell me twice. Okay. So what we had, we had groups of people that were outside of the element, Mm -hmm. managing folks who were also outside of their element, trying to get the pieces for them to all understand silos are never good. Mm. I need you all to be thinking that this is a superhighway and we're interchangeable lanes and when you make a decision over here in lifelong, how does it help or hurt health and environment? Because believe it or not, it does impact that group as well. Mm-hmm. So the budget presentation also included the strategic plan presentation, if yes, you will, sir. to the Board of Supervisors. Are they both going to be approved, acted on, whatever whatever action they take at, at the same time? Well, I know for one thing, the Budget will be approved in May. Right. I don't know. (laughs) I'm hopeful that the budget and the strategic plan will be approved on May 5th. Okay. So we have some work to do. Okay. We have some community meetings that we're going to do. We have some board members who want to get more in tune with it because we have been out to the community. We really have engaged a lot of different people now it's time for the board to review the document that they have, make their tweaks, and then we bring it back out to the community. And again, the guiding principles that are surrounding our strategic plan, racial and social equity, access, affordability, collaboration and engagement, innovation, sustainability, 
and that word that you asked me, placemaking. Mm-hmm. I want to make this a better, thriving community, a community that all can get around in, all get along in, and all feel a part of Fairfax County. Mm-hmm. 20 years from now, do you think the budget process for whoever's the county executive, whether you're still here or someone else is still here? I won't be here 20 <laughs> years from now. I can tell you that. If I am, this We won't be walking the stairs, will we? No, we probably won't be. Somebody <laughs> might be carrying us up the stairs. <laughs> so, so 20 years from now, if the board approves the strategic plan, yes. is that the goal for the budgeting process to become easier? That is the goal for the budgeting process to become easier and prioritized. Now, 20 years from now, I would not suspect they're doing it the same way Hmm. because I am a staunch believer that no matter what I think, what I'm thinking that I'm pretty ahead of the curve today, Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, if I'm doing it the same way, I'm probably behind the curve. Mm -hmm. You know, I always will tell folks, you know, I don't mind change when I'm creating the change. But I tell you, if I'm told to change, I don't like that right. because then I am out of control. I'm not the one a part of the change. I'm being told how to change. Right. And that doesn't, nece- that, that doesn't necessarily allow us to be creative thinkers. Mm-hmm. All right. A couple of dates here I'm going to throw out just kind of so we can all be on the same page. Your presentation was February 25th, March 10th. Uh, the Board of Supervisors will operate, uh, authorize the proposed real estate tax rate. I want to get back to that in just a second. April 14 to 16, there's public hearings that the Board of Supervisors will hold on the budget, in addition to every supervisor having at least one, if not two, uh, budget town hall meetings in their own district. And then, as you said before, May 5th, the Board of Supervisors adopts the fiscal year 2021 budget, the tax rate, and the budget transfer to the Fairfax County Public Schools. Going to that March 10th date, the proposed real estate tax rate, what, what does that mean? They authorize a proposed rate. So I've said that uh, I propose a budget which has three cents in it. Right. That could be taken by the board and say, you know what, Mr. Hill, we believe this, the, the ceiling should be five cents. And we're going to look at a $1.20 tax rate. That's Mm -hmm. the ceiling. Mm -hmm. They haven't proved it. They're just saying they will not allow the ceiling to go above $1.20. Right now, the ceiling's $1.18. If the board says three cents is it, we cannot put together a budget, final budget, above $1.18. Okay. If they come to me on on the, the next meeting, the 10th, and say it's... Two cents is your ceiling, then I have to put the budget together at a dollar seventeen, not a dollar eighteen. So your work is not done, even though you've presented a you've presented the proposed budget. No, my work's my work's never done. Just started. Just started. <laughs> Just started. Okay, so they can come back. So, how does that work? They they will negotiate, talk. They come back to you to re recreate something, recraft something, or whatever, and and that's what's then happening on March tenth. Right. And once I get that number on March tenth, I know what I need to do with uh, the uh, the amount of ceiling and floor that they have allowed me. Mm. And so the. The I sure I got my terminology right here because I, I got in trouble with something with the health department uh, <laughs> with an emergency exercise point of distribution versus point of dispensing. Yes, uh, it it means different things. It's just that one word. So make sure I got it right. The authorized 
um, proposed real estate tax rate, whatever they put out in publication, they, they notify everyone. It can't be any higher than that, but it could be lower than it that. It could be lower. Okay. All right. Where do we, where do where do you go from here? <laughs> you know, you, you you presented the the proposed budget. It's March. You're going to be out at community meetings, talking about this, answering residents' questions, going to supervisors' meetings, working behind the scene with budget office. I mean, what kind of give me an insight? Give our listeners an insight about what's happening uh, between the February 25th proposed budget and May 5th when we get there. Uh, about 47 night meetings. How was uh, that? That's not, not too bad. Nope. 47 night meetings. Uh, we pick straws to go, who goes where. Uh, some are manned with uh, Joe Mondoro and Christina Jackson and Phil Hagen. Some are manned with myself and Joe. Um, some are manned with Dana Thompson and others. So it, we take a, a, a really a team approach to figure out who goes where uh, throughout the, uh, the next two months. Behind the scenes, uh, we're really waiting for the um, the March meeting, the March 10th board meeting, to provide us with the the the, the floor and the ceiling, mm-hmm. and then we go back into the back rooms trying to figure out how to make all the pieces work. Gotcha. Um, we also work with the school district because obviously, if the ceiling is altered at all. We got to talk to them about gotcha. their portion because they're fifty two point six percent of the budget. Wow, that's a lot. So it's a lot of talk and a lot of collaboration. But again, when you look at the way we've aligned the strategic plan, I need people to be able to understand when I pull a dollar from here, what happens over here. Right. I want to make sure, allow a couple of minutes here as we're kind of wrapping up because I know a lot of employees listen to your podcast um, and they should be happy with the budget presentation. Well, the employees that listen to my podcast, our podcast, should send me an email and ask me a question because I, I will answer any question. So if they're listening and they want to have an answer to a question, they should send it. All right. All right. Let's do that. And we'll see. We'll see. But what's in this budget for county employees? Well, we have fully compensated employees who have your longevity, steps, um, MRA, sorry, market rate adjustment at 2.06%. The board made a plea to the budget office and myself, we will fully compensate staff in this budget, which is the third year in a row mm-hmm. for me. So I've heard when I first came here, we didn't have raises for years and um, upon right, years. Right. I'm sitting here as we, we've had raises every year that I've been here, and I'm hopeful that the staff understand, and I'm appreciative of all the hard work. We have a lot of heavy lifting to do. We have to become more effective and efficient. And the more capacity we can, we can, we can garner, mm-hmm. the more ability I have to continue having raises and compensations el- to be elevated throughout. But if we keep doing it the same way, it runs out, right? Right. So the more creative and the more spry we can be, the better off I am, the better off you are, the better off the county is, and it gives us a little bit more flexibility. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn more about the budget, uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash budget. Uh, the strategic plan is fairfaxcounty.gov slash strategic plan. Uh, we mentioned uh, some of the dates. April 14 through 16 was the uh, Board of Supervisors 
public hearings about the budget. If you want to uh, speak at one of those public hearings, call the clerk to the board's office at 703-324-3151, or you can go online and there's a form you can sign up. That's fairfaxcounty.gov slash bosclerk slash speakers dash form. You might have to hit the little rewind button to, to get all that information. Uh, but uh, a lot of opportunities uh, between now, whenever you're listening, and May 5th when the Board of Supervisors adopts the final budget. As we kind of wrap up, what have I not asked you? What, what, what should I have asked you about their proposed budget and where we are right now? Well, that's not the question I was hoping you were going to ask Okay. Me. Well, just insert question here and you go. I was hoping you would <laughs> ask me what else is going on in the county? Okay. What All right, are, so... Mr. Hill, what else is going on in the county? On March 28th, we're going to have a, a special basketball camp at oh Gum Springs. <laughs> I'm going to have a player from the Mystics and hopefully a player from the Washington... I almost said Bullets, Wizards. <laughs> so the Washington Mystics... Sorry, no, L.A. Sparks. She's now playing with the L.A. Sparks. Okay. My fault. But she's an Alexandria resident. And I'm going to try and find a Washington Wizard basketball player to provide uh, the community in Gum Springs on March 28th from 9 to 1. That's my hope to have a basketball, free basketball camp. So I'm hoping that our staff, kids between the ages of 6 and 12, could show up at Gum Springs. I'm going to be there. The deal is, and I'm not going to tell you who the player is. I'm going to play them one-on-one, -on -one and I oh, guarantee no. you that they're not going <laughs> to score. I get five fouls, though. They're not going to score? No, but if I foul out, they can't score. If I'm, you know, I'm going to foul out. I'm all right. I'm going to make sure I foul out. So do you get the ball first, too? I, I do not. I don't want the ball first because I want them to feel when I foul them how it's going to every time. <laughs> all right? But that's something that I've wanted to do here in the, in the, in the, in the county. Um, Willie Bailey over in Fire and Rescue is going to help us put together this camp. I am very excited to start getting immersed into the community. I haven't told Dan Stork this, so I'm going to see if he listens to the podcast. Supervisor Stork, give him a call. No, no, don't give Supervisor <laughs> Stork a call. But I will actually, he will be there too because, you know, he throws elbows. So he might mm -hmm. help me foul the player to make sure they All don't right. score on me. I'm assuming that's a Saturday? That is a Saturday. Okay. Saturday, March 28th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., Gum Springs? That is our hope. Okay. Free, and free we're going to send out a uh, blast soon, and uh, that's what I want to do at least once or twice a year, get the community involved with our professional sports teams, and let's see how it goes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's not where I was expecting to go in this last question, but that sounds awesome. No, I don't, I'm done sounds, with the budget. Sounds, sounds I don't fun. want any more budget questions today. <laughs> All right. Not going to get any. No, you, you're going to get me more and more over the next two months, I guess. So uh, I'll, that's right. That's let right. Let me have some fun. At, no? No fun? You're like the NFL, no fun league? What? I'll, I'll let you play some hoops. I appreciate that. All I right. really do. All right. Uh, chairman. Uh, chairman. <laughs> hey, well, at least you didn't call me Madam Chair. That's true. You got me so rattled, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't mind being called chairman Chairman of what? I'm not going to go there. There you go. Fairfax right. County Executive Brian Hill, who's got me all rattled. But anyway, that's going to do it for this March edition of the Connect with County Leaders podcast. Mr. Hill will be back with us next month, and uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit of budget, but we'll talk some other stuff, too. Sounds great. Thank you, Bob. Really appreciate you, man. <laughs> Touche. This has been the Connect with County Leaders podcast. To listen to other great Fairfax County podcasts, 
visit fairfaxcounty.gov podcasts. And for additional audio content, tune in to Fairfax County Government Radio at fairfaxcounty.gov radio. For more Fairfax County news and event information, visit News Center online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. You also may call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m., or email publicaffairs at fairfaxcounty.gov. The Connect with County Leaders podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.